0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, hello everyone. It's really nice to be here in support of other dear friends. And um, probably we will co-create the Dharma talk together, all of us. Um, because I want to um, talk tonight about the transmission through community of the teachings of the Buddha. I was talking with uh, some friends here um, yesterday uh, when I came to IMC, and a dear friend mentioned, as we were talking, um, this person mentioned this phrase, um, the community transmission of the teachings. And um, the phrase stayed in my mind. It's, it's been, you know, cooking and simmering um, in the mind and the body. And, and so I thought that it would be a nice topic to explore and share with you what ha- how has it been for me? to receive the teachings of the Buddha through Sangha through community. Um, the Sangha is in in our tradition is um, the third jewel is the Buddha Dharma Sangha um, are the three jewels and the Sangha is the third jewel. Um, we support each other's um, each other um, through our presence and through how we act in body, speech, and mind. Um, I've heard uh, Gil saying uh, several times since I've been practicing here that it's through our peers that we will learn the teachings more than even through our teachers, because we spend more time with each other than actually with our teachers. Um, so community community transmission of the uh, teachings um, and in, in, in receiving teachings um, through each of us what also comes to mind is how it is that um, through our practice, we and, and uh, through our own practice, we um, protect ourselves through the four fun- foundations of mindfulness that, that we practice here mindfulness of the body, breath, body, mindfulness of emotions, mindfulness of um, uh, thinking. And um, and so we protect ourselves and we protect others, and um, we form we form almost like it's almost like a relationship, right? It's like the community is like a third body in some ways, that that is always present, even if we're in silence here or if we're speaking. Um So, you know the foundation I will say like I just mentioned the the foundation of where all these different teachings are also delivered are through the through mindfulness through the four foundations of mindfulness, because it, it is um, through mindfulness that we become present that we see what is happening as it is happening through sitting and meditating we can see what is happening internally but there's also an external interaction that is happening even even when we're just sitting in our posture you know settling in our posture there's a relational component of mindfulness, of you know, external mindfulness and internal mindfulness. Um, so let's start with what you know. What have been the learnings through sitting together? And I will say, sitting together when we come, you know, through our to our urban center here and when we're in on retreat you know sometimes um, we we come and sit and we're looking for um, relaxation or you know we're sitting with a goal in mind maybe eh? um and sometimes the most unexpected things show up and one of those things is suffering Or struggles that we have that maybe we were not aware of or that we're going through them and through the support of the sangha knowing that you know we're not alone even though sometimes you know it may feel that way but through sitting together on retreat or here. Sometimes we get to a point in which the mind is still or we have a moment of tranquility and there's a sense of recognizing what is, what is this suffering? What is the stress that maybe we have in our lives? You know, there's a whole range of what we can call suffering, could be stress, it could be discomfort, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally. So getting to know our suffering, getting to know that first noble truth, that yes, there is is suffering, (coughs) excuse me, That there is suffering in our lives. That, you know, it's not not that everything is suffering, but that there are moments of stress. And that there is also suffering that is manifested in the world that sometimes we may get overwhelmed by it. Um... I remember uh, a few months ago when Hurricane Maria hit the island, I was on retreat and um, just couldn't, couldn't go anywhere. had to stay um, here because there were, the airport was destroyed. I couldn't get a flight and land there. <clears throat> and um, I chose to stay on retreat. There was. I didn't find uh, beneficial to go back home and sit alone, so I decided to sit with others. Um, and through the silence, support, the intention, knowing how others were holding that intention of sitting together, of practicing to to get to know our minds. Um, was a great support for me to to be open to that discomfort, of not knowing what was going on, getting to to meet that sense of uncertainty that was going on. I didn't know anything about my parents for a, a week, and it, it was it was pretty uncomfortable. Um, so getting to know you know the learning of meeting the suffering by being supported in community with your intention of cultivating your practice. Another learning um, through community has been the rising of faith, the rising of faith in the practice. Um, Through knowing suffering but also Seeing how others are going through, through the same path in their own unique ways. You know, knowing that uh, maybe someone else has had a similar experience. That there is a humanity that connects us. That um, we depend on. We rely on. There is faith that is nourished and cultivated. Um, to meet challenging situations, I have learned that um, it, it is beneficial to ground oneself in the practice before taking any action, knowing that, that where, where you're standing in your practice. You know, you're doing your individual practice, but then there's, there's that, that grounding, and then there is the collective, the, the practice in the collective. And there's also a grounding of how that collective practice also gives some stability to your practice, knowing that, that you can land in that Sangha. Um, Another aspect of um, you know of that confidence and faith is also um, the insights that happen as one continues to practice, even though um, there may be challenging moments. So there are times where you know there's there's some. Um, there's so much stress or anxiety or or uh, discomfort that sometimes, at least in my experience, uh, there they were there have been times in the practice. No, this is not a good time to practice. I, you know, there's not. This is this is not the mind is not stable. I'm not going to be able to see anything. And there may be some truth in that and there's also the truth of that once there's a little bit of tranquility, you know, just taking a moment to have a cup of tea or taking a moment to just um, maybe if, if, if one is too um, too concentrated in, in what is stressful, you know, we stay we stay there. That that intensity may not be uh, decreasing. So there are moments that you know, wisdom you know, through wisdom we learn. Well, maybe it's a good time to stand up and get a cup of tea or uh, do something different. But once we have a little bit of of, of stability, um, it is nice to come back and sit in the middle of the fire and see what is happening there for you. And one of the, the biggest um, supports is to do that also in community and, and see how that, um, starting to see what is happening, give us faith. Give us faith in the practice. Um, I don't know why I put my glasses here. I, never, I, I don't use them <laughs> to, uh, and then I like, I don't see what, what I wrote here. Um, so there is a, a, a balance, a balance between, um, you know, these, these moments where we um, are practicing Solo or, you know, having our individual practice. And, and there's the balance also of practicing with others together, with others. And, and <clears throat> having a sense of um, space for the, the container of the community to hold us. And there's a, self, a, a sense of cultivation that happens for us. Um, at least um, there has been moments in which you know, all those moments of being in the fire where um, the the attitude of the mind is that's it, I'm not going to do anything else you know, like the paramis are like, forget about patience I'm not going to do anything else Um, but then I look next to me and I see you know this person that has been, you know, coming to the center for for a while. Or if I'm on retreat, there's this person next to me, you know, sitting, maybe lying down. Or and then I can oh, there's there's patience. You know, there may be some patience being cultivated here. Um, patience in the sense of not waiting for the practice to unfold like we want you know not not waiting but just accepting things as they are and just being being here and 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 just out of faith and out of the support of being in community the patience of of being kind for ourselves and 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 knowing okay this is this is how it is you know um So there are other qualities that in community we do cultivate and that um, also we cultivate as not only as individuals for, for the benefit of ourselves, but also for the benefit of others. Because even when we don't notice how you walk, how you interact, how you sit, Or even how sometimes, you know, we look at each other, there's some, there's, there may be an impact of all that into others. It's amazing. It's amazing to me how just to see how someone is, um, you know, maybe sitting or talking to each other or um, just showing up, just showing up in any way could be a great teaching for me in community. So self-cultivation. So there is also this quality of the mind, which is one of the uh, boundless states of mind, compassion uh, that has been, um, that through practicing in community has been, um, one that, um, I have cultivated, um, uh, deeply. So going back to that retreat, um, that I was at when, uh, the hurricane hit Puerto Rico, um, there was a, a quality of generosity, um, uh, generosity that, um, that I started noticing um, I, was, I was leading a daily seat at the retreat and I will say that 25% of the meditation of the sitting for me was sitting and seeing how everything was happening being aware of mindfulness of you know, the body What was going through my mind, emotions, the rising and passing. And 75% was sobbing meditation. It was, you know, I was just, you know, being present here. And then I will feel this wave that it will just come from, you know, just from, from the, from, from the feet through the body to the top of the head that there I just could not stop I could not stop so you know it was it was a, it, it was a practice it was a practice and um, the generosity of um, this sangha being there, sitting, the the generous presence of of the gift of everyone's practice um, in the meditation hall while I was sitting and, and going through everything that I was going, I have not experienced anything like that, ever, ever. It was like a generosity with no strings, Attached. It was pure, that generosity of presence, that generosity of the practice, um, that generosity of space, of not fixing anything, just, you know, being there uh, together. Um, it was beautiful. And when I went out of retreat, um, And I just started to to check, you know, my email messages, calls. And um, it was incredible to see. I felt at some point it was overwhelming because it was so unexpected to me. Friends of friends, people I did not know. Just showing support um, in so many different ways. Um, So... This aspect of Sangha, of community, not only the community with whom I, we, I practice with, all of you, you know, even though I may not know all your names, you're part of me just by being here tonight. It's, it's just, it, it just feels that way, it, that connection. Um, that this community expanded. Expanded that generosity that that I was receiving expanded. It was like, oh, it's not only the community I sit with. Is other community members in other places of the world, other places, uh, is also the community that support other people that are going through things like this, or even other. Things that, I mean, not to compare or, you know, all the different sufferings of the world, but it was like, like that generosity expanded to include everyone in the world, the goodness of the world. Um, so it, it is something that I'm still sitting with it and, and that I'm still um, taking in. Uh, as one of the fruits of um, having a, a having a, a sense of practicing in uh, co- in a collective way. Um, the other uh, the other quality, and actually, I started talking about compassion, and some, in some ways got to generosity. So let me go back to those four Brahmaviharas that I mentioned at some point, compassion. So through that sense of support, um, communal support, receiving generosity, and, and sitting and, and really noticing those moments of stillness in the mind, in the middle of things, you know, in, in, in the middle of things, just to recognize even those seconds of stillness, I started recognizing also that there was a a warmth being generated and developed in the heart and, and that my heart was breaking, that it was breaking apart. And it was not, it it, it was, there, there was an absence of thoughts of poor me or thoughts of, um, anxiety or fear there was a there was a warmth and, and break of the heart um, sustained by by recognizing with no conflict or without wanting to fix or force to change or things to be in a different way there was a sense of okay, I see this, I accept it. You know, it doesn't have to, I'm not saying that it's okay or not, but there was a sense of this is how things are. This is how it is. So that sense of compassion uh, for others also started being generated through practicing in community. Um, And there was a sense of, of care, of, of you know, seeing that, that suffering without wanting to do anything yet. There was not a push of, okay, I should do this, or I'm going to do that, or let me plan this. There was first a sense of... Um, of seeing that, that suffering and or, of feeling that warmth in the heart. And um, through the opening of the heart in that way and, and receiving you know, the, the, the practice and support and presence of others, then there was a, a deeper sense of compassion that came up. And it was the sense, it, it was the compassion that, together with wisdom, knew okay, I know what I'm gonna do. And I don't know what, if you have had this experience, but there may, there's sometimes, there have been sometimes in my, in, in, in practice in, in this life that, out of compassion that um, moves me to, to take an action, but not out of the question what I'm going to do. It just comes naturally. Oh, I, I know what I'm going to do. Oh, I know. And let's see what happens with this. What is next? Let's do this. And what is next? Let's do this. And what is next? Like, he, like one is standing there in the middle of the suffering. And there's a sense of knowing how to be there for others. There's a sense of knowing this is what is going to happen. And if it, nothing else happens, that's enough. There's nothing else that needs to happen. So compassion, corona, uh, has been another... Um, learning and other teaching being received through community. Um, and then um, the, last, the last teaching that I want to talk about, mention, is wise action. Wise action. So... Like I just said, there's a sense out of compassion that you know what you're going to do. Um, but when I'm talking about was, uh, wise action, it entails more than compassion. It does, I, I have seen that it does entails the intention that sometimes we talk about here when we talk about the Eightfold Path. You know, it's not only the intention of acting out of compassion and goodwill. It's also the intention of letting go of any agency. Letting go of the righteousness or the knowing or um, of wanting to do, take the actions that we should, that we think that, you know, this is what should be done. But there's another aspect to it. There's the aspect of including everyone, including the community, listening, what is needed here, what is called for, in addition to what one is moves to act upon. There's the... So an example of this would be um, when I finally uh, was able to, to go to the island, there was a part of me that, you know, oh, okay, I know, I, I know some things that I want to do. But then when I got there and I started sharing with people and see how things were, my gosh, my sense of entitlement just like <laughs> went, went down went down, I I felt like who am I to tell them, you know, to to tell some of, of of the persons that have gone through something like this to tell them what do they need. You know, of course there's some you know common sense things but also there's there's a level of respect. There's a level of respect that is given when one makes space to include everyone, especially the ones that were helping <laughs> or the ones that were, uh, uh, that were assisting. Um, so the action at that moment was arriving and be there and see what was being asked, what was talked about, um, to 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 see how how you know a smile was sometimes what was needed. Um, so um, you know this sense of conceit. Um, sometimes even if we don't examine it, there's there there's some situations, and we definitely let you know um, that is there and that is time to let it go. Um, and uh, the best, you know, one of the best situations for that in my, in, in my practice has been in community because there is a compassion and there's a love. It's not, it's not only, you know, let go of it, but there's a sense of, you know, Bruni, it's not necessary. It's not necessary. Um, and so... There's also the, the aspect of um, respect that I, I, I just talked about. But I want to talk about um, also, just to mention it, to name it, I, because I've been, I've been working with this lately. And it's the respect to those emotions and feelings that are not the ones that... Um, sometimes that we recognize as pleasant. There are those, these difficult emotions. At some point, when I came back, there was a wave of shame that came through me. And... In the same way that is flowing right now. There was a sense of respect. You know, respect that... um, That arose... uh, to, To hold that difficult... If I... I don't know if, you know... Difficult. It's just shame or fear or anger... Just the labels that we put, you know, it's our mind that calls it difficult or not, right? But the respect to hold those states of mind um, and how it is that through naming them in community, sharing not only other aspects of practice, but these ones that we keep secretly, you know, um, there is a transmission too. There is a a collective holding, a collective support that is also generated um, just by being seen, just by being heard. Um, So... The transmission of the teachings through community. The transmission of the teachings through community. Um, Having mindfulness as a foundation, internal mindfulness and external mindfulness. How do we relate? How do we connect? It is one aspect of our practice that We teach every time we come here, you know, that community transmission through our actions, through our um, speech, and even through, you know, whatever is happening in our minds. Um, Does, I think that that is, that is enough. This was flowing right now, so thank you so much. And if there are any questions, celebrations, protests, um, they're all welcome. You know, it's, it's just a wonderful thing to share our reflections and questions or um, any comments um, with, within. Ourselves and in community, because you may not be the only one who had that comment or that concern, and we can learn so much from each other, so much. Um, and it's also okay if there, if there are none. I
1: have a question. So yes, please. It- Hello. You Hi. described that you had these waves of like difficult emotions going through you. I was wondering, did you experience any relief, or if so, could you describe like how that worked or how that was
0: for you? Yes, yes. Um, you know, there's uh, through practicing mindfulness of emotions. Yes, you know, once these there's depending on on the intensity of, of the emotion. Uh, the practice has been for me to be with that emotion, for me to meet it, to know it, to taste it, to feel it. And there is, there is a sense of, you know, instead of pushing it, there is the, this sense of respect that I talked about that I just didn't even thought that it was possible but by just being open to it and let it move through the body and and just seeing it and and recognizing it there is that respect and through it has, there has been some not only relief there has been release there has been a, a release of holding into that emotion and not even recognizing it because it has been so tight you know, um, does that, does that help? Um,
1: uh, yes, that answers your question, my question a little bit. Um,
0: you know, there's, uh, I just want to, to add, uh, to that, that, you know, there may be moments in which those emotions, difficult emotions, they may increase, they may decrease, or they may stay the same. And it's up to us how we practice to see, you know, to be wise and, and to see when it is that I get close to those emotions. Like right now, knowing that you were here, that I'm in community and I'm in sangha, this wave, this, this wave came up. And I say, this is the safest place. Bring it on. So um, but there may be other times that I will say, "You know what? not yet. stay stay there, I see you, but you know st- stay stay in the back That's, that's okay. please Hi um, you said that when you returned from Puerto Rico that um, you felt shame, so I, I was just curious about that yes and and by the way. I'm, I was very sorry to hear about the, um, the devastation that was visited upon Puerto Rico. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, you know, there was, there was a physical... When I came back, you know, there are moments in which you remove yourself from, from an environment. And... And you recognize you know that there have been something some physical sensation at least for me, there was this physical sensation, this knot that was in this area in the solar plexus of the body, and you know I would sit with it and and there was i just could it, it, there was not clarity in in, in in recognizing the motion and and there was it, it felt an old, something like an old, like a physical sensation that will visit um, for a while, but I just couldn't recognize it. And then at some point, and this was recent, um, when I stopped trying to figure it out, when I st- you know, put myself on a side, then I recognized it was the shame of you know in the, the generational generational trauma of colonization, the, the you know hearing everything that was going on in the media, um, i didn 't have an idea that there was something like that going on through the body and and so that 's when. It it came up, you know, it was not, it it, it was not so much, you know, the, the, a selfing, like a self being constructed, but it was more, it just felt like something old um, that started just from the time that, you know, that I was living in the island up to this point, And um, now it has changed. I see it a little bit differently. Uh, But yeah, that's that's how, you know, it came up. You know, just knowing all the different struggles and um, not talking about it and being in silence with it. So. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so it's time to stop. Oh, one more. Yes.
1: Does that work? Mm-hmm. Well, I've been coming for two or three years now, and I just to think well, this is what we do. You're silent, you don't say anything, you don't talk. You just leave and so partly you've answered the question in saying that you can partly it's in retreat but that you can just you kind of feel what's going on in other people and you take it in as you need it and my question is is there been something that I've been missing out on is there something good that goes on here do you dance or something um, <laughs> I usually come Monday nights. Maybe it's, you know, Tuesdays that the fun happens. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm just kind of curious about uh, lots of, you know, things that are practices of belief and faith and such involve community. That's a key part of them from what I understand. And is our community just kind of always a silent experience or is there? You kind of get my point, I think.
0: Yes. Yes. I'll
1: take my answer off the air.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, it's, it's a great question. It's your experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for speaking. I, I appreciate it. Um, you know, everyone has their own way of practicing and... Um, And I I don't see that you're missing anything. You're here, you're present, you're sharing in community and there's silence, sometimes they're not. And um, everything that shows up in our practice is is for us to practice, no matter what. No matter what. So, um, is that... I still think there's something. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so it's for you. It's for you. It's for you. Yes. So it's for you to discover then. So, um, so let's share the merit of our practice um, to end the night. So let's um, share the merit of all the fruits uh, that we uh, cultivated together by. Being here, uh, sharing in community, practicing silence, and um, just support each other in the path. May all beings be free. May all beings be happy. May all beings know peace. May May all beings know peace. All beings without exception. Everyone. May all beings be free. Thank you so much.